Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump onto our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless your fam. Good morning, Steeple Church. It's Daniel here once again. I can't believe it's our last church at home based message. We're going to be in person next week, which is really, really exciting. And it's my privilege again to be able to share in our Hustle and Flow series, a series which looks at the Holy Spirit. Last couple of weeks, we looked at the gifts of the Spirit, and today we're going to be looking at the fruit of the Spirit. But before we begin, would you just join me in a short word of prayer as we commit this time to hearing from God? Lord, I thank you so much that you've sustained us, you've carried us, you've graced us through this COVID season. We thank you so much that despite the distance, God, despite having to rely on things like Zoom and YouTube, God, you've been speaking. And we just ask that no matter where we are right now, in our living rooms, in our lounges, in our kitchens, in our bedrooms, in our cars, wherever this is being heard, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Would you come and transform us as we hear your word? Would you speak to us? Um, as I speak, Lord, would you just open us up, Lord, to be transformed by you today? We just put it all on the table and say, have your way in us. We thank you for your presence in your name. Amen. I wonder if you've ever felt a battle inside of you, a battle between wanting to do things you shouldn't be doing and things that bring God pleasure, a battle between the flesh and the spirit, the flesh being the human desires that we all have, that don't align with God's will, and the Spirit being godly desires, the Holy Spirit leads us to do. And the Apostle Paul talks a lot about this battle of flesh versus spirit in his letter to the believers in the book of Galatians. And he encourages them with these words in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Paul then goes on to juxtapose the acts of the flesh with the fruits of the Spirit. He says this, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I don't know about you, but this flesh versus spirit battle in my life is very, very real. And I'm sure you're similar to me. I want to see the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I want to truly love God and love people more and more. I want to live a life of joy regardless of circumstance. I want to experience the peace of God that transcends all understanding. I want to demonstrate patience, kindness, goodness, self-control to those around me. I want to live a life of faithfulness to God. 
And it all sounds good. Um, it all sounds like, yep, God, I want this. Do it in me. See you later. And I was thinking about this week. How does it come to be? How do we actually see this fruit of the Spirit developed in our lives? And if we look back to Galatians chapter 5, 22, we see that it's the Holy Spirit that produces the spiritual fruit. That seems, seems obvious. And we can't stop here, though. We, we recognize it's the Holy Spirit's work. But the question is, do we have a part to play in that? Do we... Can we do anything to produce spiritual fruit? And at the beginning of this passage, I want to sort of point out one thing. Paul commands in the Greek, he says this, walk in the Spirit, in verse 16. He says to the Galatians, they're to walk in the Spirit. They're to live out their lives with an intentionality and purpose. And I want to contend today that while it's the work of the Spirit to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we have a responsibility to cultivate our lives, to see that fruit grow. We need to be cultivators. And so what I want to explore today is this question, how do we cultivate our lives so that the fruit of the Spirit can be produced? And there are three simple points I'm going to make today. And the first one is this. The first one is we need to position ourselves to follow His Spirit. In the last verse of our passage today, Paul writes in verse 25, he says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And this command to keep in step is actually translated from the verb. And this is the Greek. And if my Greek teachers ever watch this, I do apologize. Stokeo, which is a military term, used as a command to be drawn in a line or march in ordered rows and it's a call to obedience and so what Paul is saying is that we need to follow the lead of the Spirit in our lives we need to position ourselves to follow I was thinking recently about how on our balcony we have a really obnoxiously large balcony for a one-bedroom apartment and so Mitchko has been planting a whole bunch of different uh, plants and herbs and also um, one of them is tomatoes and I was thinking about how before she even bought plants, before she even thought about what would go on the balcony, she had to think about how things would be positioned. She had to think about where does the sunlight hit on this north-facing balcony? Where do we actually position things that are going to get enough um, shade and also water? And I was thinking about how there's an intentionality to positioning fruit and the trees. There's an uh, intentionality to positioning things that they will grow. And in the same way, we need to be intentional in our lives, how we position ourselves to actually follow the Holy Spirit to see fruit in our lives. We need to be intentional about how we keep in step with the Spirit. And what does it look like? As believers, it's going to sound so simple. We need to set aside time for prayer, meditation, asking God to speak to us, to, to stop and listen to His voice, to invite Him to, to transform us, to be still before Him, to meditate on the Scriptures and His Word, to sit there with Bibles open and say, Lord, would you teach me? Lord, have your way in me. It goes without saying, but I wonder, how are you positioning yourself to follow the Spirit? How are you positioning yourself to keep in step with His leading? The first thing we need to do to cultivate our lives to see the fruit of the Spirit grow is to position ourselves to keep in step with His Spirit. The second thing we need to do is be planted in community. This passage of Scripture in Galatians 5 is addressed to believing communities. It's not a letter to an individual person, but it's sent out to communities of believers. And the, the Galatians were caught at this stage trying to follow the law. They believed in Jesus, but they were also trying to be made right with God by keeping the law and its commandments. And Paul actually sums up, he says this to them at the start of this passage. We haven't read it yet, but just before what we read, he says this in Galatians 5.13. He says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called 
to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So this passage, we read about the fruit of the Spirit, is delivered in the context of loving others. Paul goes on to list the fruits of the Spirit, as you just read earlier. But what is important to recognize here is that the fruit of the Spirit is more than just moral character formation in the individual. It's actually fruit produced for the benefit of the community and the building up of the church. For example, when they grow in love for others, when they grow in love, they grow in love for others. When we, um, the Spirit produces kindness, goodness, and gentleness in us, it's not just for our own benefit. It's that others would experience God through our lives. It's for others to be the recipients of church. We need to be planted in community. We need to be in fellowship with one another, doing life together. And I think about our tomato tree on the balcony. We know it's been positioned to receive sunlight, shade, and water. But afterwards, after it's been put in position, it's planted in soil. It is placed in soil to grow roots, grow deep roots. And in the same way, we need to actually lay down roots that we would grow. We need to be in soil that helps us grow. We need to be in believing community. And that's going to look different depending on who you are. Maybe you find that in being a part of a serve team or joining a connect group every week or um, hanging out with people during the week, whatever it may be. We need to make sure that we are being planted in good soil. We need to be in community, in godly community, that we would allow, um, allow ourselves to actually be the uh, beneficiaries of the fruit of the Spirit in others' lives and that others would be beneficiaries of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. How are you planted in Christian community? Are you in good soil? And what an opportunity as we come out of this COVID season to start being planted if you're not already. So we need to cultivate our lives by firstly being positioned. We need to keep in step with the Spirit. We open ourselves up to follow His lead. Second, we plant ourselves in community. We remain planted, doing life with one another, enabling others to experience the fruit of the Spirit produced in our lives. And lastly, this we need to prune the desires of the flesh. See how I'm continuing with this, this planting theme? Um, we come back to this flesh versus spirit battle. And Paul writes at the start of this section in Galatians chapter 5, 13, as I read earlier, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And he says later in 16, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I don't know about you, but my life needs pruning. We need to prune up our, our fleshly desires to make room for the Spirit to have His way in our lives. We can't just accept the Spirit and keep going on in our old ways. There is a cutting off, a pruning that needs to take place that we would grow and flourish. The Spirit would take deep roots in our lives and actually produce the fruit of the Spirit. I think about tomato tree example. I was reading this week that tomato trees grow upwards and outwards. And what happens is when the branches grow they, and they grow outwards, they can't support the growth of the fruit and they kind of bend and they can actually start rotting. So tomato trees require pruning so they can grow straight and actually bear more fruit and bear healthy fruit in the long run. And I think in the same way, we as people of the Spirit need to prune our lives from the desires and acts of the flesh. So this can be a daily process through repentance, prayer, fasting, and exercising self-control. 
And Paul even uses much stronger language than pruning. He says this in verse 24, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Our flesh needs to be put to death. And that can be really, really hard. It's one thing to say, yeah, I agree. It's so hard and go about the same way. But what does it look like practically? How do we actually begin to put the flesh to death? How can we begin to prune? And I want to draw our attention to Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6. And Paul writes this, he says this, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. You see, if we're going to begin pruning, it starts with our thought life. We need to set our mind upon the Spirit desires. We need to start thinking about what pleases God. We need to be thinking about loving people, showing kindness, being faithful, demonstrating goodness. Our lives need pruning and it begins with setting our mind on the things of the Spirit. What is your mind set on today? Things of the flesh or things of the Spirit? How do we cultivate our lives to see the fruit of the Spirit produced? Firstly, we position ourselves to keep in step with the Spirit, to follow His lead through learning to understand His voice, to spend time in Scripture and prayer, be positioned. Secondly, we plant ourselves in community. We do life and fellowship with one another and encounter the fruit of the Spirit in one another as we build each other up. Thirdly, we prune the desires of the flesh. All that gets away in the production of the fruit of the Spirit. We need to set our minds on what the Spirit desires, leading to life and peace. Position, plant, prune. Very, very simple but powerful. And as we close today, I want to pray for two camps of people today. Maybe you're hearing this message and you're thinking, you know what, I really need to keep in step with the Spirit. I want to actually follow the Spirit's leading in my life daily. I want to, I want to actually say, Lord, I want to commit to actually listening to your voice. I want to be positioning myself every day. Lord, would you help me to do that? If that's you, I want to pray for you first. Would you join me in prayer wherever you are? Lord, I thank you so much that you have poured out your Spirit, that you have given your Spirit and he resides in us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we want to position ourselves to follow your lead, to hear your voice, to be led by you and guided by you each and every day. God, help us to keep in step with you as you produce fruit of the Spirit, your fruit in our lives, God. Have your way in us, Lord. Help us to have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts that desire to know you more and more. We submit to your leadership in your name. Amen. And the second person, the second people I should say that I'd love to pray for today is you're hearing this and you're like, you know what, man, my life needs some pruning. Um, I've got to cut some stuff out. I need to actually turn away from doing some things. I've got to um, get the secretaries out and, and turn away from the, some, some desires and attitudes and thoughts of the flesh. And you want to start setting your mind upon the things of the spirit. If that's you, would you join me in prayer? And I'd love to pray for you as well. Holy Spirit, thank you that you... Uh, in us and thank you that you can actually change us from the inside out lord there are things that we um, desires that we have and things that we do that are not of you god and we just say we're sorry lord we want to turn away from that lord we repent from that and we want to say lord um, help us to actually walk by your spirit and to set our mind on the things of the spirit that we would produce um, 
God, that you would produce godliness in us and that we would actually walk in a faithful obedience, God. Would you help us prune the things in our lives daily, God, that are not of you? When those moments come for temptation or things start to go awry, well, would you just help us, Father, to be pruned? Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence and we thank you that your love is so great. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning into this series, Church. I'm looking forward so much to being with you in the person. Bless you as you go about your week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday at 208 Whitehorse Road, Baldwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.